Bad Women is a new podcast powered by Catcall and hosted by yours truly, Brittany Brave. Catcall is a platform promoting female leadership, progress, and camaraderie through original events and content. Follow along at We Are Catcall on social media. In this episode of Bad Women, I welcome Vanessa Santos. Vanessa, by day, works for MasterCard, but all around the clock, she's a very busy and talented lady. She is the co-founder of Bodega Recordings, the founder of La Vida Glamour, an incredible fashion and beauty blog. She's a brand strategist, an entrepreneur, and of course, she goes hard for women and women's rights too. Vanessa and I actually haven't met in person, which is wild when you hear our chemistry on this episode. Uh, but we were connected a couple years ago from a former colleague of mine in the music business. She is also from Miami. What up? Uh, and yeah, we just stayed in touch and we kept tabs on each other and our projects. And I'm very grateful that we did. Um, from her career to everything that she's involved in, her many passions and just her entire presence and essence, Vanessa is super empowering. One really big theme in this episode is how chaos is the quality that breeds real champions. And I think that this conversation will help you switch your perspective on any adversity you're facing, any frustration you're having with a career pivot, or anything that you may perceive as a challenge or something that's standing in your way. Vanessa really provides some great stories and insight on how it's those very things that are going to set you up to be an incredible entrepreneur, an incredible female advocate, and an incredible creator in the future. Without further ado, Vanessa Santos. The scariest thing for me is is like the time that I feel like I wasted in PR a little bit. You know, like no, I, don't say that ever. Really? No, let's take this it back. Is a good segue. Let's take it back. I know you you have a lot to say yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. Let's take it back because anything you do, it's never time wasted. It's time invested because you invested that time to realize what you didn't want to do right? There are people yeah. that go and take, get, I mean, I know people that went and got their um, law degree and aren't practicing law. That, I, I wouldn't call that a waste of time. They have a good skill set now. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I started in, in retail, in fashion, because I went to school. Um, and so it was the only job that would, you know, be flexible. Mm -hmm. Then I moved into the corporate world. Then I moved into publishing. Then I went mm -hmm. into the startup world. Now I'm in a tech world. So I constantly pivoted based on, to be honest with you, when I when I get over something and bored, I just move on. But yeah. I don't look at it as time wasted. There there were positions where I actually went back a few steps. Mm -hmm. So there was one job where I was actually running a team of 15 people. I was the head of an entire publishing division mm -hmm. and managing a lot of people move over to MasterCard and just like went down three steps and three pay grades. Interesting. At, yeah. at first I was like, shit, why the fuck am I doing this? But mm -hmm. I'm thankful because now I'm still with MasterCard. They treat me really, really well. It's a fantastic company. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning a lot more. I'm learning a lot about what I don't like either. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. So don't ever say you wasted your time in PR because you're learning skills that you're going to apply to you know, because you're going to sell yourself, especially as a comedian and, and being on stage, you have mm -hmm. to sell yourself and part of PR is selling. So you've taken those tools and just adapt them in a different way. Thank you. Yeah. So, take I, that um, back. That's a great, great reminder. <laughs> and I do, I know, I try to tell myself that too. Um, and I, I have seen it come to like, I have seen those skills come to fruition and like really come to benefit me. It's a, a, a lot of being a comedian now is building your own brand. So it's like all the things that I was doing for musicians, I'm just now in <laughs> doing for myself. Yeah. And you know, there's like, a, I think I have, I'd like to think I have a polish that a lot of other stand-up comedians don't always mm -hmm. in New York. If I were to tap myself on the back, I see how some of these, 
hideous flyers look or how their oh shows are, or how their shows are run or their headshots are so out of date like little things like that that i think the publicist right. in me is like no 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 no, no. right right yeah. you have attention yeah. to detail yeah. which you wouldn't have otherwise had you not spent all that time in pr no it's the yeah. same it's so, the same thing it's a worthwhile thing <laughs> for sure um but yeah i want to like i want to talk about you and like what so i didn't know you were still at mastercard that's amazing that's how mm -hmm. we met through elliot lum Yes. Us. Yes. Um, so what exactly are your current projects now? How is the record label going? I know Derek just released a single. I saw that. Yes. Single. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so <clears throat> I say my nine to five is at MasterCard. Um, I'm in digital, which basically means we're trying to enable the transformation of making a cashless society into a digital society. And I oversee Latin America. So in just not to bore anyone who's listening, but um, in Latin America, the majority of people still use cash. And with everything going on right now, it's important for people to enable and be fluent with digital. And so our team manages merchants and partners that are helping that ecosystem. So that's what I do nine to five at MasterCard. Um, it sounds a lot more complex than it is. Mm -hmm. If anything, the more complex thing is just dealing with the politics and the people and the mansplaining. That's sort of, you know, what, mm -hmm. I, what I have to deal yeah, with during the daytime. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. I knew that. But it makes you feel better. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. Thanks for telling me something already fucking new. I already know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then at night we have the record label. So it's called Bodega Records. And we did it out of necessity because Derek was working with a lot of shady ass people in Miami and previous that keep trying to lock him into people are very manipulative in that industry. People always want to want to get something out of you without even having to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And I was just so lucky when I met him because he was very open to the fact that I, I had a musical background. It wasn't a serious one. It was more like I, for some reason growing up, I thought it was going to be Mariah Carey. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Yeah. I, thought I, I can't even sing karaoke. Day. So that's the advice. So that's as far as my career was going to go. Um, so you're like, that was my uh, first pivot. That was my first. <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is for me, but I still had that like love for music. I love songwriting. I, I love, um, being involved in the producing. So we, we work creatively and also on the business side. So we did that of necessity, but it allowed us to own the creative process. We publish everything on our own. We release everything on our own. We distribute, we work with distributors. We do the creative. I mean, end to end, we own the entire process. And so it's, it's good because we control it, but it's also daunting because if something goes wrong, it's there's no one else to blame. It's just, yeah, it's just us. you. Yeah. You own like, all the success on all the right. failures. Yeah. 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 I can't quit MasterCard yet because it's, it's, you know, it pays the bills and it helps us stay afloat Person. until we, until we, can get some revenue and then with COVID we had to just pause almost everything and so that's taken that's been a bit challenging but we pivoted and now we're trying to focus on other streams oh for sure that's awesome yeah um yeah and to your point as someone yeah who worked in the music industry for about six years um I think even more than comedy you know it's um you promised the world and at least for me yeah and all of those conversations and um a lot of artists that I wanted to work with too would get used to talking to people who were promising the world. And then yeah. when they would have a really honest conversation with me where I would tell them like, here's the press I think you're actually gonna get and here's what actually can be done. Um, 
I sometimes you're the less appealing publicist and you're the less yeah. appealing option when you're like, yeah, but I'm being honest about what we can right. do here. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's what he liked. The fact that I was just honest. I mean, I would go into meetings with him with people that will to his face say to him, well, if you, if you date her, we're going to, we're going to cut whatever deals we have on the table. And I'm like, bullshit, you don't have shit on the table. If you had something on the table, you w- it would have happened already. Um, so I just don't, I don't think they like the fact that I had something to say and that I was also a woman. Yeah, that's, that's that's always the case. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, um, yeah, I always believed in the power of the independent artist. And that's something that I or not independent, but like the artist that runs their own machine has a record label. Um, And I used to tell my clients that too, when they were clamoring to get signed to a record label or a big agency or something. I was like, it's not what you think. It's glamour. That used to be us. That used to be us. And we actually had in the last six months, our our streams have just really grown double, mostly mm-hmm. for the work that Derek is doing. He's just, he's incredible at marketing. Um, but we've had labels reach out and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm going to give you equity on what we built. And you aren't, you're giving me like this for an advance. that's going to go away in like six months. And then I'm going to owe you for life. Fuck you. Take a walk. Not going to happen. 100%. So we're better off being independent. Yes. It's slow and steady and we're putting a lot on the line and we're risking a lot, but at least it's our way. And then if the right partner will come along, we'll know it, you know, you go by your gut. Yeah. Yeah. That's been something that, um, Connie Chi, who's in the comment chat, we had a chat with her last week. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And everything that's been a consistent thing too, that like (coughs) over time, it's really refining the gut and learning to like turn the volume up on that. Yeah. By the way, don't look at me weird. If I grab this and start coughing because (laughs) go for it. (laughs) do and listen i just don't want to i don't want to put my germs in the air yeah (laughs) yeah and that's us being extra careful even through ig live we want to make sure nothing. i don't want to infect you (laughs) just in case just in case um yeah i um i used to I used to tell my clients that too, that I was like, there's a lot of power in being able to do things for yourself. And I think that yeah. that's a point that we can say is true in the music industry and is true in, in other yeah. industries as well. That if, especially these corporate entities and machines mm-hmm. can see that you're getting it done on your own, you listen to yourself, you trust your own right. gut. When those opportunities come in, you only really take them now if it's like, oh, this label can actually do something I already that can we're not, do. For or that we're not, right. Yeah. If you're gonna do something that I'm not doing for myself, fantastic but if you're going to try to duplicate what i'm doing or learn what i'm doing and then try to put someone else and then pay them a salary that i'm going to owe you later in the back end that doesn't make any kind of sense you know and so one of the challenges of being an independent artist too and and having an independent label is learning these the hard way You, you have to go through some trials and tribulations we've gone into some litigations with some people yeah. But again, that, those are scars on our backs. And at, at first we used to really be hard on ourselves, but now it's like, this is awesome because we just got the school of hard knocks. That yeah. Now, if we, if we see someone or we see some kind of deal or we see some kind of arrangement or some kind of email, like it's just so much easier to know mm-hmm. the, the intention behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also what we learned is record labels today, they're looking to invest in, in companies like ourselves that are doing something for themselves because it makes it easier for them to monetize. Yeah. It's just, we haven't gotten a label yet that we, we have two that were just like, if you come, we will answer. Yeah. Um, but the others right now, it's like, you're not, you're not giving me anything palatable enough that I can't do for myself 100%. or that Derek hasn't done for himself. Yeah. I give him, yeah. The, I give him the credit. Yeah, because then all of all you're doing is really setting yourself back, and you're just yeah, like you're giving up your own autonomy and freedom in that situation. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I did and that. You, I did that in my last marriage. I'm not doing that again. No. Yes. 
Great. <laughs> You're like, I learned that on a personal level and I learned it on a professional level. Yeah. And, that's yeah. and it exactly. is interesting because I, I do feel like those really, really tough lessons. Um, yeah. Scars on your back. That's a great saying. Like, you know, yeah. and, and they, you carry them with you. But I do think that like, if, if you're committed to your process and you're there for every step of the way, that means the successes and the failures and the litigation and the trials and tribulations, yeah. you won't make those mistakes again twice. Like it doesn't 100%. happen twice. Yeah. It, it won't. Right. It yeah. won't. You'll, you'll, or you'll get something from it. And next time, you know, there are certain risks. You take some calculated risk, but then at mm -hmm. least you have that awareness as opposed to mm -hmm. having the naivete where you walk into without knowing the risk. So you, yeah. now you're able to be more calculated with, how much do I want to spend? How much do I, what do I want to release? Do we make the song another depressing song that people are going to want to like kill themselves? <laughs> um, you know, but we, I, but I also have to trust and respect the artwork too. So it's a, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I think we make a good team because he's very, very creative, very hands-on marketing. I'm, I'm creative, but more on the, on the business side. And so we'll so be in the studio. Very complimentary. We, yeah. we, what if, and we, when we disagree, we kind of pull the veto card. Like if he says, I have to veto this, I'm like, you know what? I got to respect that because at the end of the day, it's his name. And if yeah. he doesn't love it, I don't care that I don't like the specific instrument. It's, he has to put his name to it, right? It's not, doesn't say Vanessa Santos. It says Derek Fine. Yeah. So yeah. I have and to, I have to learn how to step back as well. It's my ego. I need to learn how to pull it back. Pull it back too. That's incredible. And it sounds like you guys have a good partnership in more ways than one. We do. In that sense. Yeah. We do. We That's do. Awesome. If, if anything, the quarantine, we were talking about it today. I was like, we looked at each other and he's like, I fucking love you. I was like, I fucking love you. And I know I'm about to sound real cheesy. My sister's probably watching and is going to do this. I have my, <laughs> I have my friends watching that they're all going to roll their eyes. But I feel like this quarantine has just brought us closer. That's um, awesome. And, and, and that's how you know you have the right partner. Yeah. Then in these, these moments where things are less than ideal, um, it, you know, you don't falter. And if anything, yeah. Like you use that time to just kind of grow closer together. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. And also like respecting everybody's boundaries with that and, and, and knowing like the creative choices and everything. That's great. Um, yeah. so I want to, I do want to pivot back to, um, let's pivot, only, let's pivot again. Let's pivot <laughs> one more time. Let's just, I, I think every time I hear pivot, I think of like jazz <laughs> dancing, like a kickball change. And a oh yes. Yeah, I tried doing that. I always bust my ass. Don't do that with socks. Don't do it with no, socks. No, yeah. no, yeah, no, no, no. I did it with tap dancing and I sprained my ankle. So don't do it with tap. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So being the only woman in the room, that's been something that's been consistent in your career. Yeah. Um, I had it happen a lot in the music industry. I have it happen a ton in comedy. I'm um, sure. Yeah. So, and you may, you brought up mansplaining earlier. So. What do you say to naysayers that not to talk shit, but are often men who don't believe in the concept of mansplaining or certain people who don't see it in society? Because you know you encounter those people, right? Who are yeah. just like tone deaf to gender dynamics yeah. and other societal issues. And it's like, um, I know I've even like dated some men that are like, wow, it's really hard for a woman. And I'm like, have you just noticed this now? You know, so how do you, let's speak about mansplaining and also too, like how do you address it? or handle it so, in a corporate setting. Yeah. I recently read this book called The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you if you've if you haven't heard of it, I will mail it to you. So text me your mailing address. It is an I, amazing book. I would love to read it. But, yeah. <clears throat> what it does, it talks about the ego, the ego in all kinds of forms. And so people who are usually the most egoic are the people that are most insecure or have something to hide or lacking something. Mm -hmm. And so 
earlier in my career, I would get easily offended and I would get hot-headed and I would let it bother me. And then that would affect my productivity or my work in some way. Mm-hmm. Now, what I do is I have a really tight circle of, of trusted colleagues at work. Who are, they're more like work family. And I'll, I'll give myself a 30 minute or an hour to vent and then I, and then I move on. I will not allow that person to take any more energy than they deserve. Um, and I also won't take the energy to educate them mm-hmm. because you're a grown ass person. If you haven't figured it out by now, you likely don't give a shit and you're not going to change. Yeah. And that's also not your responsibility. That's not a good use of right. your time. I'm not your mama. Yeah. Nope. I'm not your mama. Nope. And you're not paying my bills. So there's no reason for me to have to give you my knowledge that that's on you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just had it's funny about mansplaining. I literally had an incident last week. It made me so angry that I, I almost shed a tear because I was just so furious inside. Yeah. And, and it be, the problem is it, be, it came from a much more senior person mm-hmm. in my organization. And um, I was lucky and fortunate enough that I have a really good trusted source of people. That's another thing I would say in any career that you're in, get yourself an ally. Because you got to get someone who you need someone from both perspectives, but you also need someone who understands because sometimes you just, you just need an ear that gets it. You know what I mean? Like me trying to explain this to my mom. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I was actually trying to explain something regarding comedy to my mom today. And I was like, I have to walk you through eight other steps. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. I I can't just like, it's, you know, she was like, but I am here. Yeah. That's incredible advice. Yeah. Have an ally. It's only to have that source that you can go to to comfortably vent. Yeah. Not to cut you off. Right. Exactly. No, 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 no. But it's, it's true because if you don't, you're going to bottle, bottle that up inside and it'll manifest in some other way. That's not healthy for you nor for your productivity. So I allowed myself that moment to, to, vent and to get very upset about it I put it in our group chat and I said this is pissing me off and and whatever and not only did they help me calm me down but I calmed myself down because I've learned enough from it that it doesn't do any good for me to fester what what did I get out of that nothing Nothing. that's time wasted right that's just Mm -hmm. sitting there and just sulking on it um and so what I decided instead is to um, raise it up to my executives and to file a formal complaint. Because I think so often we deal with situations that we're like, oh, maybe they just don't know any better and you let it go. No, they, this person knew better. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to teach you a lesson in some other way. Next time it, you will think about it before you do it to somebody else. Yeah. And I'm, that's incredible. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. We were actually, uh, something we talked about in last night's chat is like the way the society is now, the access that we have to information, the conversation is the most open that it's been ever about mm-hmm. issues with gender and gender politics, yep. and everything. There is no excuse. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. Playing dumb 100%. is no longer an excuse. Right. Yeah. Right. And like the, the, the people that play dumb just don't care. Honestly, just, just be apathetic at that point. Yeah. 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 And it's like the benefit of the doubt. I was talking about this with a close friend the other day too, that I was like, that saying has never sit well with me. Like just, I just feel like, and women Let me give them the benefit of a doubt. Fuck, why do we do that? (laughs) I don't know. Women do it so much. I do that. I'm like, I always want to see the good in people. And then you, I end up getting burned or I give too much, right? It's a flaw of mine. I I find a lot of my self-worth and I know I can admit this. I found a lot of my self-worth based on what I can give just because that's, I'm a giving person but it has to have limits and boundaries. Um, but I always say, okay, I used to say, let me give this person a benefit of doubt. No, no longer anymore. I allow that person to kind of show me who they are before mm-hmm. judging or giving mm-hmm. them the benefit of doubt or saying they're not good or saying that they're, maybe I won't get along. I allow them to kind of be themselves. And then I'll say, eh, maybe this friendship will work out or maybe this arrangement will work out or maybe not. Uh, for some reason, as women, we're always wanting to 
give so many excuses or allow people to do enough bad things for a long time before we call them out on their bullshit. And so then when you finally do, it's like this aggregation of it. And then now it becomes a movement. I just think it's, I just think people just need to be a bit more vocal. Um, my, I have friends and family that call me a, a bitch, but I take that in a positive way because I say I the shit that people are yeah. thinking. Yeah. I just say it. Yeah. So I often too. I kept my mouth shut and it got me nowhere. So now I have no problem speaking up. What are you going to do about it? Have Neither a conversation. Fantastic. Neither what are you going to do? No, I know. And it's, um, it's, it's absolutely true that it's, and I think that's like a big thing with the Me Too movement as well. And that's why it was so pivotal. It was just like the bursting of a bubble, like the snapping mm -hmm. of a rubber band is what ended up <laughs> happening. And then now society is, it's, it's like how you said, it shouldn't be this like polarizing movement. It should be just kind acknowledgments and equality and like treatment of each other that happens yeah. day to day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah I, the benefit of that, I fucking hate that saying now <laughs> I've looked back personally, professionally, and so many times in my life that my gut was saying no to something. No. And you, yeah. And I caught a vibe that I shouldn't have been catching period because something was, you know, just something right. was astray in a working relationship or a personal relationship. And then the second I just like, it's just like quieting. And again, it's like, as a woman, it's conditioning yourself to think that you don't want to be a problem, right? Like, it's like, like, it's, yes, it's subconscious. You don't want to ruffle the feathers. feathers. Like you want to. Yeah. Play it nice. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I won't bring it up. I don't want to look crazy. Like in a dating scenario. I don't want to cause problems. I don't want to be, you know, people don't like confrontation. Yeah. Confrontation doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could it's be a, a really good thing. thing. Yes. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's got this negative stigma that confrontation means people are going to throw down, rip each other's heads off. It's going to be a falling out. Right. It's not. It's not at all. And it takes like a lot of professional and personal confidence to be able to really embrace confrontation and be like, confrontation is just like we begin this conversation not seeing eye to eye. And then we're going mm -hmm. to navigate that and figure out a way to settle it. Like that's yeah. what confrontation is. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's so, yeah, that's, it's so And mansplaining isn't going anywhere, by the way. No, it's <laughs> Man, not. Mansplaining is never going to die the way that women's love for shoes are never going to die. So <laughs> it's just a matter of how do you, right. How do you just adjust? You can do one of two things. One, you can ignore, or two, you can kind of assert yourself in some way. I, I chose two different routes. The one way is if, well, if there's been other situations as well, well, I'm like, thanks so much for reiterating it that way. Hopefully people understood it after I had already said it. Like I have no problem sometimes letting them know that they literally just repeated something I said That's because they thought that I probably didn't get it. Beautiful way of doing it. Way. I hope everyone <laughs> in the comments. Thank you so much. Like, truly. That's such <laughs> or, a thing, like, funny that I just communicated yeah. that three seconds ago, but <laughs> I appreciate you communicating it in a different way. Maybe, maybe those who didn't get it would have understood. Thanks. <laughs> kind of like, Chef's kiss. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Or the other, the other stream, which is what I had to employ last week is, is, you know, uh, flagging it. If it's yeah. in a, inappropriate and you'll know if it's inappropriate, right? Because there's a certain tone, there's a certain, there's certain language used, just flag it. And I, and I did, and I reported it and I'm lucky that it was, it's, it's being taken seriously, plain and simple. That's incredible. Yeah. And I think that is, that's something we can be thankful for that. I do think company culture is changing to where they are that, you know, either you're starting to take these things a little bit more seriously and you are starting to be transparent yeah. or you're truly just getting left behind and you look mm -hmm. archaic in the process. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I've had it in comedy a lot and unfortunately there's nobody to really report it to. There's, I know that's, but your industry is really hard. Cause like there is no HR of comedy. No, you should create that. That's a new business channel right there. 
Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that is like there should just be like people that can like regulate this bullshit because then like Louis C.K. and all of that crazy shit just wouldn't have happened for years, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because it is so accepted. There is this like, well, you're, you're just supposed to deal with it. And that's just the way it is, yeah. especially in the nature that it's a boys club. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. You know, like there's still comedy bookers that pull this stuff after watching the world's largest comedian have his career <laughs> pulled out from under him. And they still do it. You know, I've um. I know I've had a handful of times and it's so subtle and there's people who see it and people who don't. And to your point earlier, if you don't see it, that is no longer my issue to make you see it. Right. Like, it's right. You acting naive. Problem. That's, that's your problem. And you need to, you need to figure it out. I mean, the same thing with, in the music side, Derek and I once had a meeting with someone who wanted to uh, think about working with us in some capacity, mm -hmm. the entire meeting, the gentleman, well, I don't know why I would use the word gentleman, the asshole <laughs> was trying to let, let me correct the myself, yeah. the piece yeah. of shit kept trying to <laughs> flirt with me and insinuated that the only way we can keep these conversations going is if he and I had a one-on-one -on -one time and I can see Derek's blood like boiling. Um, and then at the end of it, he's like, you know what? You're so smart. I want you to come work for me. And I'm like, oh, so you, you think that my whatever I'm doing isn't good enough and I'm gonna drop it, come work for you. And then on top of that, take the fact that you wanna flirt with me, not gonna happen. Yeah, you know, it's but just, do you think I'm not picking up on what you're insinuating? <laughs> and do you think I'm just going to sit here and take it? And that I it's so to... it's so frustrating. Yeah. And, and then if so... I would have if I would have hit him, I would have been the bad guy, right? Of course, somehow I would have been publicized in a way that I'm irrational, or maybe I was on my period or I was over emotional as opposed to no, I was I was defending myself by yeah. someone who, was, who would clearly have taken advantage. And instead I just decided to end the meeting and, and, and I got up and I just left. No, yeah. no, no explanations blocked on all social media because some people are crazy like that and you have to be yeah. careful. And what that is, and I can, so I'm, I'm a domestic violence survivor and I, my ex worked in the music industry, mm. still works in the music industry. Um, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because I, I see the parallels a lot with all of these yeah. things. All these issues yeah. are intertwined. Um, and he would do the same thing. I'm blocked, which is funny because I'm the person who took legal action. So whenever I hear that, I'm like, yeah, because now I pose a threat to whatever it is. Correct. Correct. However you're trying to present yourself. Yeah. Right. And he um, also probably feels like a piece of shit, a sack of shit because he can't see you which is why I have to block you because every time he sees you, he's probably reminded by what a sack of shit he is. Exactly. So it's taking control in a situation where you know you now no longer have it. You had full control of my agency for three years and now you have zero access zero. to me. Yeah, so you're just taking it where you can get it. Um, but it's it's terrible and it's so ingrained in the way that they communicate to us that it's like it would literally take years of like emotional archaeology to like dig it out of them. Like as a comedian, it's I've had so many times where I've had male comics and it's just always male comics come up to me and tell me, hey, great joke do you know how you can make it better or something and I'm like and it's so invasive it's so ballsy and it's just like I snap too and I know people around me are probably like why is she popping off but I'm like you don't see that the subtext is like um I know better than you and right why would they think they can make like why is their opinion and giving giving you that opinion what how would that make your joke better yeah you know and I'm all for feedback don't get me wrong from 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 any person yeah. any gender However, in, in your context, it sounds like 
I know better than you. I, I'm a man, so I know what I'm doing. Let me give you, petite, cute girl, some advice on yes. how to make your joke better. You little helpless comedian girl telling her joquettes on stage with her vaginette. You know, like she's a comedian. <laughs> you know, like it's very like that's what they like. Wear a barrette. Like it's very. Did you just make that up, joquette yeah, with your vaginette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant Thank you need you. to make I'm that like, into merch I'm yeah like, you, i should cat call merch yes i have a vaginette there you go called joe cats and i'm a comedian 100 yes. percent. see there you go please don't <laughs> new, forget that new merch idea I just made myself <laughs> out. Um, amazing this is a think tank that's what this is um yeah and it's been i can't tell you how many shows i walk into and male producers or hosts it actually happened in miami at a show and i'll never forget he was like oh are you someone's girlfriend and i was like <laughs> I'm on the show. And he's like, Oh, and I was like, what? And see, I'm like you where I address it immediately. And I just I kept I kept my cool, didn't lose my temper. But I was like, I'm just curious, why was your default assumption that I would be dating somebody? Right? And I couldn't get here on my own. Yeah, that I'm in the green room of the comedy show. Do you think I'm cleaning it? Do you think I'm dating someone? You think I'm a bartender? I go, just something to consider that maybe next time you're put in this situation as a comedy producer, like in a comedy club owner, like you should maybe think like just try and recontextualize how you see it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like maybe lead with, oh, you're in the green room. You must be performing tonight as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, you wouldn't approach men like that. You wouldn't try. I've, I've been no. told you got, you got a lot of personality. You should hone it. And I'm like, no, say what, say I'm funny. Say I'm talented. Don't you have like, a lot of personality. You should hone it. Yeah. I got that two years ago. Yeah. After a great set on stage and this older, again, would it have killed worker. this person to just say you're funny? I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. And That's like, it comes from, uh, yeah. And it's so like Mrs. Maisel, like old school stand up that I, like, I love that show, it. by the way. I yeah. love Mrs. Maisel. Me too. That show is so good. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it's so empowering for female comedians. It's like, I, it's, and it has a very special place in my heart because it, it came out right when I started stand up. So I like binge, 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 binge. I still can't believe you do stand up. That shit is so crazy. Like people are like, I can't believe you're in the corporate world. And I'm like, I don't find that nearly as hard as, as, because there's one thing where you're using your brain. Um, mm -hmm. and there's one thing where you're ignoring your brain and being fully vulnerable. Right. And that's yeah. what you do when you're on stage. And that is, you can't teach that. You can't study that. You can't go to school for that. That to me is the hardest shit ever. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, it's not, I, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I teach improv and whenever my students are like, how do you get started in comedy? How do you build a career in comedy? I was like, don't. And I joke. Um, yeah, I get you. a lot of people like, how do I, you know, how, can you give me some tips? How can I be an artist? How can I do this? Because, but the thing is, people are also looking at the end goal, right? I get a lot of, how do I get verified? Um, how do, how does, how did Derek get all these followers? Mm -hmm. He's been doing music for over 10 years. It just, this didn't happen overnight. The thing with no. Instagram is that you see the results. You're not seeing all the shit that went behind it. Nope. And people have this stigma mm -hmm. behind how people get there. And it's, 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 it's a lot of work. So when people are like, you know, how can, what should I do about being an independent artist? I'm like, eh, you gotta, you gotta be comfortable with not making any money. Yeah. Gotta be real comfortable yeah. with that. Yeah. You got to be real comfortable with le living really lean, saying mm -hmm. no to friends dinners, saying no to buying yourself nice things because you're investing in your business yeah. and you're not going to get a return in three to five years. You're going to get a return in a long, long time, just like Ten. investing in stocks, right? It's mm -hmm. not a short game. It's a long game. And if you're comfortable with that, fine. But if you're not comfortable with that, this is not That's for okay. you. It's not for you. Exactly. And you have to hold right. the creative process because in both in music and comedy too, like it's like, 
the the learning and the cutting your teeth the climbing the ladder if you will is just through literally failing multiple times trying right, failing. Right. nobody knows what's going to work nobody knows what's going to stick and you have to love it enough to like fail at it and fail at it blindly repeat yeah it goes yeah. like this like I always say I wrote a, I wrote an article of, uh, that's called Path Not Linear because mm -hmm. your career path doesn't matter what career it is it doesn't it doesn't it's not this way right it's not linear it's it's like this yeah right? you're gonna go it's a fucking roller coaster it's a whole bunch of tunnels it's a whole bunch of stop sign you know broken wheel fucked up uh, muffler and engine get a new car it's just Fork consistently like yeah and you just have to find a way to keep true to what you believe in and not think about because a lot of the things that we put in our minds are shit that we allow the outside world to, to get into our own minds. If I, if I thought about all the shit that people think about why I'm in this business, like how do I have two jobs? I'm not going to lie. It's, it's hard. So when I complain that I'm tired, I'm letting, I know that I'm doing it to myself, but I'm doing it because I know I'm doing stuff that I love. So that's yeah. my decision. Mm -hmm. And if I let the outside world get into my head, I, I wouldn't, I'd be in bed laying down, looking at Instagram, then commenting on myself because I hate myself because everyone on Instagram looks a certain way. It's terrible. Like yeah. you have to just believe it in your fucking core yeah. and dream about it, eat about it, sleep on it. Yeah. And that's all you have to think about. And nothing else matters. Like you think Derek cares that he doesn't pay the rent or can't pay Phil. So he doesn't give a shit because he knows he's making music for a reason. Like there are fans that write to him and says, you just stopped me from suicide. This song just changed my life. That's that's the reason why you do things. You you don't do it for let me buy myself a G wagon. That's not the no. important thing in life here. Mm -mm. And you don't do it for fame, and you don't do it for things. I get like, oh, do you want to be famous? Or I'm like, no, I just want to like build a sustainable comedy career and right. have comedy reach people. But it makes you feel good, right? And it, it makes you feel good that you make people laugh. And that in yes. it is the, that's the prize. Yeah, and as long as you chase that feeling and you just try and find as many opportunities to do that. And success will come and everything yeah. will come to you. It'll yeah. come to you. That's, but when you chase the wrong thing, you go down the wrong fucking paths. That's so true. And it's like, I even look back at like, being corporate, being in PR, and having my shit together on paper back then, like financially, everything, but just being- uh, Unhappy. Feeling, unhappy. Just feeling yeah. empty and just being like, yeah. I can do this for the rest of my life, but I do only get one life to live. So is this the choice I'm going to make? And now like, I, I don't have the structure I had in my life beforehand. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. on this brand new path. I started back at step one, but I have never been internally happier ever just yeah. because I wake up right. every day and I like what I, I'm finally like, this is what I meant to do. This is right. the stuff I want to work on. Yeah. Um, the true, the true winners thriving in chaos. Right. Yes. Chaos creates greatness because without chaos, it's just flat planes and nobody likes that. You yeah. know, the reason why there's certain parts of the earth that are so beautiful, it's due to the chaos in the atmosphere and the weather changes. The same thing with business. People who are, are with now with COVID, those who pivot because of this chaos are going to do fantastic things. Those who decide to allow the chaos to consume them. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's I mean, it's just making lateral movements and it's allowing yourself to just be stagnant if you don't like get nice. comfortable. Yeah. And it's like it's actually like a fun, like a fundamental principle of comedy, like improv, stand up and everything. It's like get comfortable yeah. being with the uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs>
literally. And it's like, and if you, those moments will get easy. <laughs> and before you know it, like how you were talking about Santa, before you know it, being on stage in front of a room of 500 strangers and just navigating every moment and reading that room and being yeah. vulnerable will now be your new norm. And that's when you know you yeah. made it in stand up. Yeah. Like even, even let's say that you bomb, right? And you get yeah. up there and nobody fucking laughs. Guess what? The next time there's only but up and you already got that out your way, right? That's yeah. what people fear. Yeah. Everyone fears the worst. And if and the worst happens, happens, so what? Did you yeah. die? <laughs> yeah. People say that to no. me, what do you do if nobody laughs? Do you cry? Do you what? I'm like, I've cried before. I've had, you know, I've, I've had really rough sets. I've been disappointed in myself and everything. But it's like, again, it's like, sometimes it just takes living what you think the worst fear is. And it's really right. just materialized in your head. Like, and then you come out of it. That's it. Think of yeah. think of the think of all of the celebrities just to use them as, as an example that we've forgiven, right? Everyone criticized. There was a point where everybody was talking about Britney Spears. She shaved her head. She was fucking psycho. She was crazy. All these things. However, Britney Spears is still in her multi-million dollar mansion, thriving with her Las Vegas show, and people forgot about that. Yeah. And now, now people use that as a meme and are like, "Oh, I can relate because she must have been so stressed." At some point, there's always a cycle that it doesn't matter how bo rock bottom you hit, but you're not, you're literally not, that's not what's going to kill you. And if no. you think that's what's going to kill you, the, you are in the wrong business. No, Find I think something else to do. Doing nothing is what's going to kill you. I think making dishonest yeah. choices about yourself is what's going to kill you. Yes. Outside criticism is what's going to kill you. That was a piece of advice I got when I started comedy that they were like, someone, an older comic was like, you have to be very careful with what you take in because you're going to get it from people who know what they're talking Everywhere. about, who don't know what they're talking about. And he's like, you have to keep a healthy distance with that or else. Cause he's like, you're a comedian, just like you are a musician, you are a record label owner, you are whatever it is you want the day you decide that that is what you are. That's it. Right. The right. day you're like, I know in my bones this is what I am and this is what I want to commit to, that's it. So, yeah, that was invaluable advice I got that they were like, listen to it, but be very careful before you let it like. Right. Have marinate. a filter. Yeah. You need to, you need to, you need to select from it what works for you. And then everything else you get throw, thrown in the, in the comp, what is that called? The compost? What is that? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. 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 yeah just, you know what I mean? My brain is not at its best. No, it's perfect. It's so perfect. It's, it's about a thousand times better than people I know who aren't sick right now, but not to throw shade at anybody, but maybe some ex-boyfriends. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> That's always what I'm referring to. Um, yeah, that's so, um, it's just, it's, and it's, it, when you wholly love something, like I've actually really learned to love bombing because you start to love something. With, that is like, so cool. I really do. Like I actually get a kick out of it. Like when it's going really badly and I'm like, oh my God. And you know, the thing is like, like at any part in a career where you were saying nothing is linear, it's, it's yeah. always ups and downs. What a win is in the beginning of your career looks a certain way and then what it looks like two years in it, it should it should be different it should it changes yeah. what a win it, a failure changes too so bombing when you first start out is maybe a room where you, you could hear crickets and you know bombing mm -hmm. now is just it does it didn't feel right and it's like when you wholly love something you kind of take your ego out of the process and it just becomes like research at this point yeah. because you just love the art of comedy or you love music yep. and the music business that you're like it's okay that didn't work now I know what doesn't work. Oh right. my God. And then you become obsessed and you retool. Yeah. And, and, but, and that's what I say. So I've had these conversations with a lot of other independent artists that reach out to me because I do a lot of um, brand consultations and I do it for free just to help them because I know what it's like that's to, awesome. to be in a place where you feel like nobody wants to help you. Right. Because there's always someone that wants something from you, especially in certain industries, like in music, when I, 
Yeah. Yeah. When I was like 14 and 15, I legit thought I was going to be singer. Like I used to audition at things. I did backup singing for a few artists. Like, and I got to see the audition tapes. I got to see them. (laughs) I have burned it all. I have burned it. It does not exist. I even did Miss New York. Like I literally was trying to find any way. I sang for the Buffalo Bills. I I sang the national anthem. Oh my God. A double life she leads. I love it. <laughs> Up until I was 18. And then I became so self-aware of the world that I allowed everything to get in my head. And that is just such a shame. But, yeah. you know, you have to just find a way to know who you are and just, you know, slap the out. noise away. Block it out. Because yeah. you're going to get some good advice. And you can also learn from the fucked up parts. Like, I love that you said that you love to bomb. That is so good. And success looks different for, do not measure yourself against anyone else's ruler because success is so different for every single person at every single stage in life. Two years ago, we had a hundred monthly listeners on Spotify two years ago. Today we have, I think close to 70,000 a month from a hundred, but, but that a hundred from when we first got the first hundred, I was like, Oh my God. Then we got our first thousand. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, and this is all organic. We're not doing these, you know, shady little marketing advertising things. This is just purely organic people listening to the music. I was trying to put out as much content. A lot of it is friends and family. I know my friends and family do a lot of streaming and then they send me the screenshots. I love them for that, but success looks different for everyone at every single stage. And I think something I learned throughout my journey is I had to, I had to stop measuring myself against other people because I saw people that I thought were successful or that I knew were successful. And I thought, how come I wasn't there yet? Well, I, I won't be because I'm not there. We, yeah. Different life. Different life. Different, yeah, life. different life, different skill set, different purpose, different voice, especially yes. in creative Different purpose. Yeah. I love that. Different purpose. It's an, and it's like, and it, within those industries too, like music and comedy too, it's, um, there's so many, so many paths <coughs> you can take so many ways you can present yourself, so many subgenres yeah. and everything that it really is futile if you try to like compare your own voice. And then it's yeah. like, if you spend your time doing that, you're going to really miss out on a lot of like creative breakthroughs within you yourself. You lose yourself, right? You lose yourself yeah. because you're going to, you're going to do things for others. And then it goes back to when you felt like when you were in PR and back when mm-hmm. I was in fashion, when I worked in fashion, I hated it. Yeah. I was so unhappy because I thought happiness was having the latest handbag and the, the newest shoes. And I mean, and I had a glorious closet. But when you think about it, I've resold 99% of that. And I yeah. probably recouped 30% of it, which, which told me I spent an exorbitant amount of money on shit that had no real value that didn't yeah. actually make me happy and had did and has done nothing for me. Didn't do anything for me then. And didn't do anything for me now because I sold yeah. it. And what, what came out of that? Nothing. Nothing. But I spent my time in fashion because I thought it was glamorous and I had a fashion blog and I thought, oh, you know, this is going to make me happy. I was miserable. I hated fashion. I hated working in fashion. I was miserable. I was never happy. I met the most vile people. And it wasn't until I was true to myself and I was like, what do I like? I love being creative. I love writing. So then I got a job in publishing. Then I was like, well, I love being innovative. Then I went to a startup. And I was like, oh, yeah. I love being, you know, all these other things. And I moved into to MasterCard. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, but I still love music. Now I have my record label. You got to do yes. what works for you whenever that is. Not whenever it's, it works for somebody else. Because those people haven't gotten their shit together yet. It may look like it, but guess what? Every single fucking person has problems. I know people that are verified with tens, but 20 millions of followers, brand deals are lonely, are miserable, terrible relationship with their parents, 
uh, you know, like just not there's well always adjusted. something going on. Exactly. Yeah. That you never yeah. know. So you can't compare yourself because everyone's life is very different. Just do yeah. what's best for you. And if you want those French fries, eat the fucking French fries. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's so true. It's who's so gonna check you? Ain't nobody gonna check you, boo. Nobody gonna check you. You report to yourself at the end of the day. That's been a right. thing. With, with you the are your own and, boss. Yeah, and like, are you happy with it? And like, that's how I feel about anything I put out as a comedian too. At the end of the day, I'm like, do I think it's funny? Do I want people right. to uh, associate right. me with this? Would this be something I would laugh at? And then right. I'm then I'm comfortable with it. Whether and, it's good or bad, even yeah. whether it's good or bad, if it bombs or succeeds, are you are you can you walk away and be like, you know what? I still did gave my best. I don't care if it bombed. Like yeah. you have to be good with it with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's like, and it's, it's separating yourself from, cause results are always going to vary. Like again, nothing is linear. So like there's some nights when things kill, there's some nights when things don't, don't land or they land differently, but like at its core, are you, are you connected to the message? Are you proud of it? Are you happy with what it is, what it is yeah. that you're building? Yeah. And exactly. it's like, it's, it's just, and it's also like loving something bigger than you too. I think mm -hmm. something happens when you love something bigger than you. Um, and it's, it's, a very selfless love in a way. Yeah. And it's like, you can always kind of return to it. Like someone's opinion doesn't matter. A setback doesn't matter because you have this thing that's comedy or is music or is your business or whatever it is that you're passionate about that you, that literally is never going anywhere at any right. point. Even cat call. Like I neglected it for most of last year. I was busy with comedy. I had no idea what to do with this. I, I it started getting momentum. Then I put it on pause and someone yeah. had to remind me like, who were you rushing for? Right. Who are you? Like, does someone give you a deadline of when? Who are you against? No, yeah. no one. Yourself. Yourself, exactly. So, <laughs> and then I didn't even really like. And it took until this year to really find like where. And now I'm pivot. Our favorite word, like pivoting, pivoting it in a new direction. But yeah, it's. I I think it's like if you focus on the process and not the. I also loved when you said earlier about separating, keeping a distance from people, and just like, I love that letting people just be. And before you invest, there's a different, you can be interested in people working wise, personally, before you invest, it's a different thing. Yeah. So it's like, because people will show themselves, right? They'll show the themselves. bad ones will show themselves and then you'll know. And then it's like, I didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. And I didn't waste any time, money, effort, resources at all. I just let us operate on our own frequencies. I saw right. it. And right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Vanessa, this is incredible. Thank you. Thank so, you for so having much. me. Yes. Oh my God. This was sorry that uh, this is what you got. <laughs> I, um, it's such a it's such a cute mask. Thank you so 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 much, especially oh, my while pleasure. you're I this um, was a lot of fun. I loved it. I'm so I like talking. I do too. I do too. And I wish. I mean, I hope when the world resumes, I'm gonna come visit you in Nashville, or yeah. if you're ever in Miami again, please, 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 or New York. I know. I will definitely be in Miami again. Our office is there, and I have a lot of friends who live there, and my family that I miss so much. So I will let you know. Please, please, yeah. If you guys can believe it, Vanessa and I haven't met in person, but we've just been. Like, I know. We've just been. We we're virtual friends. We're digital friends, but I love that. Isn't that awesome too. about the world that we're good friends, but. We've never physically met in person. I know. It's incredible. And I, I mean, this felt like, you know, we've hung out in person for years. Like this felt yeah. incredible. So um, yeah. thank you so, so much. And feel thank better. Thank you for having me. Thank yes. you. Yeah. I hope to get my results soon. And I'm sure it's going to be negative. It's just bronchitis that I'm dealing with. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And whatever you do, don't, you know, <laughs> don't, don't drink bleach. I know that rumor is going around. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or what is he drinking now? Who the fuck knows? Some, something that he that he has stock in so that people can buy shares in. I mean, I, I'm saying I that's another that's another cat call. 
that's another that's an entire episode. ig live about that yeah um thank you so so much thank you for having me Bye. sending you a lot of love by my you dear too.